It is the time of the show on Tuesdays and Thursdays when we bring in our friend Tom Korski, managing editor over at Black Sox Reporter. We were trying to think, Tom, on the break, what's good music for Tom Korski? And I was like, I don't know, Lies, Lies, Lies by Thompson Twins? <laughs> Not because you lie, but because <laughs> you catch all the liars. <laughs> uh, Alex, it's always good to yeah. talk to you, Alex. Oh, good. All right, let's dig into this thing. I'll get into the, the Laith Maru stuff in just a second. I think this is it sh- should be shocking to nobody, but maybe the government of the day, but inflation, inflation is the leading worry for Canadians. 73% say it is the number one concern over anything else, uh, whether it's crime, terror, or climate change, and yet all we ever hear about is climate change. How interesting the Department of Finance pulled that internally because they're very worried and should be. You mm. and I have talked in the past, Alex. Inflation is so corrosive because people can, in real time, see their standard of living crumble before their very eyes. With each passing week, you will work harder and you will get no further ahead. And then Canadians being the kind of people they are say, well, okay, we're just going to eat more spaghetti and I'm going to have to put in more hours and it doesn't work. And that's why inflation is a government killer. It's interesting mm-hmm. that when you have inflation, as we do, people, it's like their life flashes before their eyes. This is internal polling by the Department of Finance. I'm not making this up. Canadians tell their Department of Finance, I am worse off now than my parents are. This was the whole point. My children were supposed to go to a better school, have a better life. I'm not just here to pay the bills and shovel the snow. And when that starts getting around, as you mentioned, these staggering figures, 67, 70% of Canadians polled by their federal government, you're in trouble. Yeah, and to your point on the spaghetti, even that is going up um, because it's everything's getting more more expensive. So the question then, you know, becomes as this government, like within the next week, are going to go away to Vancouver, I think is where they're going, and they're going to set their fall agenda. Are they going to listen to the data and pivot to do something? That that Are they going to listen or are they going to continue down the ideological path they always seem to stick to? But let's be frank, what has Minister Freeland, the Minister of Finance, done since the House broke for summer recess, their long, languid summer break, on the 23rd of June? Are you kidding me? Where was the sense of uh, arresting, uh, you know, uh, focus on the fact that, as you mentioned, spaghetti is up 18%. You know, there are people, especially families, you have kids, you don't have any money. And you Mm -hmm. see what's happening at the gas station, at the grocery store, the meat counter, forget it, dairy products. And for some reason, you do not get a sense of deep worry, panic, or concern at the cabinet level, just inside the Department of Finance, they're wetting their pants. Well, you know, hey, in that bubble, um, it's hard to see out when life's so good in there, but they should be worried. Uh, it, it is, a, it is a, a government killer. So let's dive into some of the things that you've been find, finding uh, on um, on this Laith Maroof. He's a lovely guy, but um, John Kay has been obviously reporting a lot of this stuff. But, you know, Crown Indigenous Relations Minister Mark Miller came out yesterday, and he was, he didn't say anything to my knowledge at that press conference. I think he said it after the fact in this tweet saying, by the way, um, I, I, I had no idea about this guy. I don't know anything about him. I just heard about him three weeks ago, and oh yeah, by the way, I gave him $800 for the summer jobs uh, program back, I think it was 2018, but then you dig up, he actually got $2,800 
um, you know, so it's a bit more, which then, okay, 2800 is not a lot. But when you're getting it from a whole bunch of de- departments, as it appears this guy was, uh, whether it's the CRTC, whether it's the Heritage Ministry, this guy seemed to be gaming the government that was uh, open to be gamed. Oh, this, no, this dangerous moron was on the corporate welfare circuit. There's no doubt about it. And, and when you were on that circuit, life is sweet. But there's an implication here. This was a, a Canada Summer Jobs Grant. That's approved through a member's office. All those grants are vetted by MPs, all 338 of them. Miller's office, and he acknowledges this, vets those grants. That means they're oversubscribed. Someone is always going to say no. There's never enough grant money to go around. But Dangerous Moron got his grant, almost $3,000. That means someone else didn't. So tell us about the vetting process. You know the implication here, that all you had to do was put anti-racism on your business card, and you walked out with a check. It's, it's yeah. just that stark. When they talk about, you know, the hurtful comments on the Internet, can't we all get along? You just had to ask Mr. Google for this dangerous moron's name, and you will see the most poisonous, hurtful, anti-Semitic tirades going back 20 years, Alex. Friends of yeah. Israel know all about this guy for decades, but no one in Minister Miller's office did. That's odd, and he's from Montreal. You don't know? They didn't, they didn't know. I can't tell anymore. They just didn't know. That's Seinfeld would say. But meanwhile, um, you know, everyone's wondering, well, where the hell is Pablo Rodriguez? But, you know, you talk about the fact that they're really leaning in, the Trudeau government, on this pandemic bill to censor the Internet. This is a bill they've been trying to push through for a couple of years now. This will be spearheaded by Pablo Rodriguez of the Heritage um, you know, Ministry, who, who has not said one word about this and who has not been seen uh, and serious and cl- clearly didn't see the hate before him. But he's spearheading this, this censorship bill that will control and regulate what opinions people like you and me or our listeners give on, on the uh, in the media, uh, they're pushing full steam ahead when we should be looking and saying, well, you got, who, who are they to do this? They, they don't know hate when they see it. No, absolutely. And cabinet is at a fetish about Internet control, unique among English-speaking countries. Canada is, we're, we're in the vanguard of this. That's, that's really some, a proud, proud moment for all Canadians to regulate legal but hurtful content. Forget about hate speech. Cabinet says we need to go after hate speech. Parliament wisely outlawed hate speech in 1970. So job job done. For 50 years, we've outlawed hate speech. This is about legal, hurtful Internet content as determined by cabinet appointees. There's a whole aspect of that that makes skin crawl for serious academics and advocates of free speech, including former federal judges and CRTC commissioners. And they won't drop it. Here you have Minister of Public Safety Mendicino said yesterday when asked by a reporter, we are leaning in so hard. Our government is so anxious. We are so keen to regulate the Internet. Legislation coming as soon as possible, he said, quote, unquote. Despite the fact that they can't spot a Jew hater from a mile away. The irony is noted.
It should be. I mean, it's it's crazy, but nonetheless. Um, and then I want to I want to talk about this because it's got big implications. You know, Rogers does not want to answer for that July eighth blackout. It cost businesses millions. Twelve million Canadians didn't have any. They couldn't even call nine one one. They're trying to buy Shaw for twenty six billion, and they don't think that they should have to explain how their entire network shut down. And look, I mean, we won't have any choice. Like we'll have even less choice once they buy Shaw. But the ju- judge is saying you got to talk about this. You got to explain it. I don't know why don't they think they have to explain i don't know it, it is interesting i don't know i guess we 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 live in our own world and see our own vision there was this was a case of a federal judge saying nice try nice try no you're going to ask you're going to answer questions about your that july 8th uh, uh, blackout in your dogged pursuit of a virtual monopoly of um telecom services uh, outside of quebec you know, it's interesting. Only Rogers executives think that this merger with Shaw will go ahead. I, I, I literally, you can't find an MP, a senator, a commons committee, a regulator. Literally nobody thinks this is a good idea. But doggone it, they got their eyes on the prize, and they're going for it, Alex. That July um, blackout should have been the end of that sale, but uh, we'll see if they get away with it. And. Uh... Stay tuned. All right, Tom, I got to let you go on that note. Thank you so much. Always appreciate your time. Thank you, Alex. That is Mr. Tom Korski joining us over at Black Locks Reporter. They are subscription-based, but they are worth every single cent. Who else? (laughs) is a moron. He's so funny. Nonetheless, always brings us uh, good, interesting, and original stuff.